Rewinding. Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. Visit kayafm.co.za for more. Sidebar with Cindy. On Kaya FM 95.9. Hi. FM 95.9, home of the Afropolitan. The time is two minutes past seven and Daddy John will be back on Monday evening um, with his show. Um, you're listening to Sidebar Cindy with me, Dr. Cindy CEO and Sale. And tonight's topic is, have you ever been bullied or bullied anyone? And if so, how did it affect you? If you missed our previous shows, you can catch um, the podcasts on kifm.ca.za on FM Rewind. And if you're not in Gauteng and you're listening to us, you can catch us on the DSTV Audio Bouquet, Channel 861, or you can listen live at kifm.co.za. Medical issues, sex and family, finance, parenting and emotional development. Sidebar with, Sidebar with Cindy. Every Monday to Thursday, 7 to 8 p.m. on Kaya FM 95.9. Kaya FM 95.9, home of the Afropolitan. Welcome to Sidebar Cindy with me, Dr. Cindy Fansale. And this evening we're speaking about um, a very important topic and we're speaking about bullying. Bullying at school can have a lifelong impact on mental health. And as you know, July marks National Mental Health Awareness Month and we're placing the spotlight on bullying in schools. It is estimated that around 41% of children in South African schools experience some sort of bullying during their school career. So if you've ever been bullied or bullied anyone um, or have witnessed bullying, we definitely want to chat to you about that tonight on the show. You can call us on 86 959 You can SMS us on 36959 and the hashtags to use on social media are Sidebar Cindy and Kaya FM Talk. So tonight I'll be joined by Katle Josejoto who produces Uncaptured and she'll be sharing her story of bullying and then eventually becoming the bully. And I'll also be joined um, on the line by the uh, manager of um, at Pharma Dynamics. He's in charge of the mental health portfolio, Shukat Mujenka. And um, he started a, a program that, that, that highlights the effects that bullying has um, on, on children and, of course, the, the after effects of it in adulthood. So 86 we're taking your calls um, on Sidebar Cindy. Katleho, thank you so much for joining me on Sidebar Cindy. Thanks, Dr. Cindy. And... Um, uh, bullying is is yeah it's one of those things that's that is that is, that is happening and has a lifelong impact on 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 someone's life that's right so how old were you when um you first experienced bullying well i would actually it actually happened the other way around i was the bully first and then i was bullied later on so mm. i think i was a bully in about grade 3 grade two, grade three. So that's about eight or nine years old. And I actually had a classmate. Um, she was so uh, soft spoken and um, I would say she was just quite soft. And I don't know what happened at that age where it just made me angry that this girl is not um, firm and strong about who she is mm -hmm. and I don't know where the anger came from from my side to feel that I need to govern how she behaves so while I didn't hit her or, or, or do anything physical to her I'd do things like take her pen without permission or I'd you know copy her work without you know checking with her and I really realize, I mean, I'm 28 years old now. So I can tell you that if I still have those memories yeah, from, from that age, 
you know, the, is, if there's one thing in my life where I w- if I could just go back and change how I behaved, it's that situation. Because I don't know what I was angry about at that age. I don't know why I mistreated her. She was uh, Chinese, mm-hmm. so she was already quite isolated and it was, um, was uh, mixed. Well, most of us were black and Indian. So she was already alone and I, and I isolated her even further at that age. I can't tell you sitting now, um, 20 years later, why I behave that way. And it's just one thing, like if I had to see her today, I really wish I could sincerely apologize. Mm. Yeah. And did anyone ever try to reprimand you? It's cool when... You know what? It happened so undercover and it was also because it, there was no like major outburst. So it's okay. not like there was um, fist fighting and slapping so that a teacher might recognize it and say this, this is bullying. So no one eventually, um, no one actually reprimanded me about anything. It was just a matter of um, in grade four, we moved and then I just moved to a different school and then the whole thing ended. But there was no really closure for her or for me to say anything about it. It was just a thing of it carried on, but it only changed because I moved schools. And in your new school, you didn't display such behavior again? No, I didn't. I didn't. And funny enough, because then I moved to a, a, another primary school where it, I moved in grade four, because what happened was in grade four, uh, the first term, my marks started to just decline. I started to do it so badly at school. So my parents moved me to a different school and then I started to pick up. But then in that new school, I'm the newbie, I'm the rookie. So I had to, you know, work and gain friendships. And so I had to change. So I changed uh, organically. But I wish that they had been reprimanding at when it was happening. Mm. But then obviously things changed uh, in years later on, I think in high school, where I can say there was there were particular girls who I felt bullied by. And maybe that was karma getting back to me. Yeah. You know, it's sad to look at it that way, but I don't look at it as, oh, I feel so sorry for myself yeah, that yeah. I because I know that. When I was much younger, I did this to someone else. Mm. Yeah. Okay, so if, you, if you've just tuned in, you're listening to Cyborg Cindy with me, Dr. Cindy Fancel, and I'm chatting to Ukadlejo um, Sihoto, and she's telling us about her experience where she was a bully in grade three, and then she moved to schools, and the shoe was on the other foot, and then she, in turn, um, um, got some form of bullying. And just going to social media, I mean, some of the stuff that, that people are tweeting, it's, it's, it's so heart-wrenching. I'll read a few mm. of the tweets. Ure, she says, um, I was bullied in primary school bullied by the transport driver's son who was two grades ahead of me. Mm. My parents even moved me to another school. In high school, I was bullied as well and called ugly and and a boy Mm. by some colored group of friends. I honestly had self-esteem issues till my 20s. And um, Usam Lamini says, I was bullied and put on an ugliest girls um, in school list. It was a dark time. It affected me my whole life, but I soldier on. And um, and if you look at her picture, I mean, she's she's very pretty, so you can't even imagine what that, that is all about. And someone else on Twitter asks, um, you know, Numia. Numia asks, it would be interesting to get responses from bullies. Do they even acknowledge yeah. that they are or were bullies? If they do acknowledge it, what caused them to change or carry on? Emmanuel says, I occasionally come across came across bullies both school at school and around the neighborhood. Since I always changed places while growing up, I was always teased about how foreign I looked, and that it always sell me out because I could only speak Portuguese, Shangan, and English. Shh. 
sure. And um, and 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 so the tweets carry on. Um, people sharing the experiences of of how they were bullied and how it's had an, a lasting effect um, on on their lives. But before we carry on with that, we have another guest. Um, this is the mental health portfolio manager at Pharma Dynamics, a pharmaceutical company. Um, Shukat um, Mag- Magienka. Okay, well we we'll, we'll, we'll get we'll get the guest back, but um, he he has a program. That, that addresses bullying and he wants to highlight the effect that bullying has on children yeah. and of course the effects that it has on, on their later lives. Yeah. Um, and just from what's coming through on Twitter, you can see that um, your self-esteem is, is the first thing that's affected. Definitely. And that's a, that's a long-lasting effect that it has. Definitely. You know, that it's a, that's the question most people ask. Mm. Was it, do, do the, does the bully even know they were bullying me? Mm. And I mean, as someone who has been on both sides of that, I can say definitely I knew, I think I knew in a year or two later that really what I was doing when I was younger was really wrong. Mm. And yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we have um, Shukat on the line. Good evening and welcome to Sidebar Cindy. Hi, good evening, Dr. Cindy. How are you doing? Fine, thank you. Um, just to make sure I pronounce your name correctly, could you say it for me? Shokat. Shokat. Okay, great okay. stuff. And your surname? Majinka. Okay, okay. Well, I know that you're the um, mental health portfolio manager at Pharma Dynamics, and um, you you have a special interest in bullying. Um, can you tell us a bit about that? Well, as a as a pharmaceutical organization, we specialize in mental health treatment specifically amongst other things. Mm. And we found it really important, you know, at this time of the year, well, really at any time of the year, but to create greater public awareness and responsiveness around bullying, giving the warning high levels of violence. And I think for me, this rings quite close to home because I have three of my own kids at school. Yes. Um, so it's kind of all intertang- intermingling and intertangling at, at this point in time. Mm. And and um, how has the response been? Because I think a lot of us. I mean, I'm 43 years old, and mm-hmm. I mean, I've got I've got I've got two kids, and we've had yes. a few issues where I've had to intervene. I must say, I didn't expect that my kids would could go through the same. I just didn't think it would happen. You know, I think most parents just think I'm not my kids, but I found myself in a situation where I had to go to school and you know talk to someone and make sure that this didn't happen again. How has the response been to 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 what you're sharing? I must say it's been extremely positive. Um, the the press release broke uh, yesterday, and yeah. we've had such um, such a quite positive response to our press release. It just showed what the need there is to talk more about the subject specifically. Yeah. Um, we I mean we have a website, and people are commenting on the on the websites on Facebook mm. with regards to bullying and what needs to be done. What can be done to actually put a stop or to reduce the amount of bullying that currently takes place at our school? Mm. Mm. That's yeah, that's true. And have you found that? I mean, I mean, so you've just launched it, and and, and people are responding. But do you feel that um, we should have more conversations about this with parents? Um, I mean, it's one thing to address schools, but to talk to parents and, and try and and try and help them identify signs and symptoms of the bully in their own house. I just want to go one step back okay, with regard to, to the question. Um, I think parents as such don't realize how big bullying is. We hear it all the time. And we go, okay, it's not my child or maybe mm. my child. But 41% of children in South African schools are being bullied at the moment. That's almost half of the students that go to school are being bullied. So, so your question is actually very important in terms of what should parents be actually looking out 
um, with their with their own children. I mean, you know, there's there's the very obvious signs and symptoms in terms of I don't want to go to school today. I'm yeah. almost crying. Um, they are reaching out, but you're like kind of brushing it off. Actually, take note of these kids. You know, there is actually something that, that may be going wrong. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're always jumpy. Um, are they displaying symptoms of anxiety? Mm. So we need to kind of take note of these kids and, and look out for these signs and symptoms. Actually, listen to what they're trying to tell us. Yeah, and and you and you're right about about the not wanting to go to school because that is how. I realized that something was happening with one of my kids because all of a sudden in the morning it's just tears and drama and I don't want to go to school and eventually the story came out and I had to intervene. I'm, and and, I'm, and, and the, I think the hard thing um, is that when your child goes to a school where they are very specific about how you deal with issues. So this is a school that says if there's a problem, you don't go to anyone's parents, you don't confront the child, you deal with the, with the issue through the school. Um, that was hard. So what I did, because I was very angry, I drove to Pretoria at two o'clock in the morning to speak to my cousin to help her to help me calm down. And then when I was done calming down, I then drove to the school to speak to the teacher about the particular incident. And um, lucky for me, um, I got there early and I saw the, the child that was bullying my child. And I said a few words to the child and, and, and then I spoke to the teacher and then things things changed. But... Um, it's hard when you can't intervene directly, where you have to you have to go through the school. That you know that that kind of is something that that, that shouldn't be taking place. Where the, where the where the school says that they want to deal with it internally first, because as a parent, how do you feel? And especially when there's no feedback and there's no to and fro, mm. and the bullying continues through school. The one suggestion that we've been making to schools, for example, is to have a, a bully box where students can put some messages in this bully box anonymously yeah. without having to worry about being victimized. Mm. And then it goes a little bit further. You know, the children that seeing other kids being bullied, if they see it, they should say it. They should stand up to to the kids or to their friends being Get bullied. Up. And yeah. that's such a lot that they're all standing together. I like that. If they see it, they should say it. Yeah. Almost like whistleblowing, but you know, safer yeah. because you can't you can't then be outed as a whistleblower. Exactly. And would you say that um, um, bullying is more prevalent in, in in boys' schools, or is it just it's it's across the board? What 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 do you think? So so we've done so we've done our homework and some research, and they found it really it's not specific to a boy or a girl's school. It's quite general in terms of, in both scenarios, boys and girls schools and co-ed schools, mm. the bullying tends to be quite, quite the same, quite similar, just that it happens in different ways. Mm. And, 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 and something that I heard you touching on early on, which, which is not helping the situation, is social media at the moment. Cyberbullying has become so, so prevalent that it's yeah. crossing all boundaries, all schools, all races, all communities, all types of schools at the moment. Mm. And 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 parents are, also parents need to be aware of that. Cyberbullying is something new to us. Social media is something new to us, and we need to know what's happening to our kids, what our kids are consuming on social media, who they're interacting with, and the stuff that's happening to them. No, no, hundred percent. Um, we 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 got kind of got a, a personal rule, if I can say that. Um, you know, the, the kids at home, yeah. we kind of buy their phones. We have access to the phone. Okay. Um, um, in terms of there's, there's nothing really private as such. So uh, I, I think for us, at least we've got this open relationship where we say, listen, 
it's, it's, it's cell phone check time kind of thing, you know. Mm-hmm. They, let's have a look. But knowing that the children should also be able to come out of their own to say, um, uh, listen, this and that is happening at school. Can we talk about it? What can be, what can be done about it? Great. That's that's an, that's an important um, um, policy to have. And Katluka, when you when you look back at at what happens in grade three and yeah. and the little girl that you that you that you bullied, yeah. Um, what kind of inter- intervention would have made you stop doing that? You know, would, uh, would it have been a, a teacher seeing you or someone telling you off and telling you not to do that? What would have made you stop? Mm. You know what? I was actually just thinking back on the incident, and I remember that. At the same time, I was actually being bullied by someone else, but back at home. So I would fight with that person and then that anger would translate into me fighting or bullying this girl at school. Mm. So I think that the intervention could have just been simply, um, it had to be, it had to come from a teacher because it wouldn't have come from a parent, my parents, because they don't see it they don't know what's going on so it actually has to come from the school if one teacher had just you know said to me what you're doing is unacceptable Mm. you know and things like demerits used to scare me at the time so just getting a demerit just getting detention just getting that one thing that says this behavior is unacceptable would have changed my behavior almost immediately. And I think a thing of separating uh, me from the person in terms of classroom, like if I'd been put in a different classroom, that would have made a difference. it would have made a complete oh, yeah. difference and it would have given me the opportunity to think about my actions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm still chatting to um, Kakeho Sihoto about, about bullying and also um, the man- mental health portfolio manager at Pharma Dynamics, um, Shokat Magjenka. So in South Africa, we know that an estimated 41% of children are bullied at school in some shape or form and this increases the risk of depressive disorders and the need for psychiatric um, treatment later on in life this is a global problem which we need to tackle so we're asking how does bullying affect your health and well-being what are the adult health consequences of childhood bullying and you know are there risk factors for being bullied we have pleasure calling us on 086 000 959 pleasure thank you for holding and welcome to the show hi okay fine thank you I'm okay. So uh, I was just li- I was just driving and listening to uh, to the radio. Then this topic has really touched me mm. because I was one of but but So I didn't I didn't know that I was it was bullying until now to hold. So to us, it was just part of playing, you know. It's like they train you from the very early age to 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 your others who will be like they teaching you to be independent so that when you go to the school then how to only to find out Luana you'll become a bully so to my story I was a firstborn at home mm-hmm. so if to to our community if you didn't have an, uh, your brother or your sister it was difficult for you because you'll go to school they will take your lunchbox or your pencil mm-hmm. so I had to stand on my own unfortunately that's uh, how we were taught you need to, to, to stand up on your own it's only now that I realized what I was doing, it was bullying. I, 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 I didn't know. And you, you started to realize once it happened to your child. Now I'm a mother, I have kids. Then uh, uh, my my daughter was being bullied at school. That's mm-hmm. when I, I, I started to realize how serious it is. 
it, it, uh, bullying is yeah. So I remember there was this day where she came back from school. She walked from school actually to 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 the house, and it was it's a very distance that I cannot even myself walk that distance. Oh man! Then uh, the following day, then I had to go to the uh, she was bullied, go transporting. Yeah. Then I spoke to the transport driver. Then I went to the school. Then when I, when every time when I look at these uh, videos on social media, especially on teenagers, I remember yes. one day I said to them, "You know what? You're not going to allow anyone to do this to you. You yeah. need to stand for yourself, because I know what it's like." Let me tell you about Bagba Pulana. Those mm. people are cowards. <laughs> they they cowards. It's true. They are cowards. All of them. For example. If if ever by a puller, like they will target umtano tease, they will come and test you. We come and test you, ne? yeah. And if we see that uh, you can stand for yourself, They'll you leave you. Yeah. you move to another, yeah, yeah, to another person. So what I can tell to uh, my parents to tell other kids, once someone is trying, see her is trying or they must stand for themselves. Mm. You will see, and in fact, in state of uh, in state, you'll become a friend to that person because you see her in it. Uh, that person, uh, uh, she might fight back or she, she might tell the parents. And number two, when you go to the school, you try to talk to that child because the second one had the same problem. She was bullied at school. Then I went to the school and spoke to the child. They became, they became very uh, 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 very close friends. And in state, people are not to protect her. So when... Sometimes it's very important for us parents to stand up and go there. Yeah. And, and just talk to the kids. Not to, you don't have to be harsh. Don't yeah. just talk to the kids. When you talk to them they will stop. And it's I think and, and they, Yeah, and I think as well, Pleasure, the approach of, of you know, I think one one of the things that you need to be careful of is that you don't want your child not to tell you stuff. So if your child mentions an an episode of bullying and so on, your response has to be such that your child knows what's okay. I can tell mama everything because sometimes it's like you know we respond and say hi sugar man don't let that happen to you you know you fine you must be strong and you must and then the next time it happens your child's not going to not going to confide in you because you've your initial response was this knee jerk reaction like sort it out you'll be fine your kids can sort it out exactly so you we need to listen to them but at the same time we need to respond respond yeah. by, by 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 taking action because if data it's not by even said no Mm-hmm. The next thing that Tata in what I'll just throw them away. Yeah. Or, 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 just to textbook like. So when the child comes and say, uh Bayang Bula is calling we need, to listen. we need to listen and action. Yeah. It's a so the the minute we and it it in Hamba for it's a it's a problem. Yeah. So when you go there, Amanda Bula they are very cowards those people. The minute you confront them or you stand for yourself by 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 like they don't come close to you. To us, it was real. I remember there was a time where me and I, because I didn't have a brother, they would just say pleasure after school. You'll be fighting Usindi. They don't ask you. Back go after school. You just go and fight Usindi. Then after school, we know that pleasure will be fighting Usindi. Mm. Banban will be fighting Banban. Then after that, and you need to fight to because if they see that Ugutin when every time Ubanban has has beaten you yesterday, the following day they will challenge you another person. Just imagine. So it means Ugutin when you'll be a target. Yeah. No, but thank Since you so much. Thank you so okay. much for sharing that page. And I'm glad that you were able to intervene um, in, in the life of, of, of your child. It's important to be able to stand up for our children. 
Thank you. No, thank you so much. Um, before we chat to Lucky, who's calling us from Johannesburg, I mean, that clip that played earlier on um, was, was Gabrielle Union explaining how she went from being a bully to a better person. Yeah. And that question, the question that was asked was, did it make you a better person, um, you know, to, to do the things that you did? I don't know if it made me a better person. And I don't know if... I mean, I, I definitely know that I'm a better person because I, at some point, had the consciousness or the conscience to say I need to change my ways. Mm. But I definitely don't think that it's something that we should say, oh, bullying will make you stronger. Or if if you were a bully and you overcome that and you know how to apologize to people, you know how to deal with conflict. I don't think it's a correct route for conflict development or as a child to know how to deal with conflict. I think, I mean, looking back, I still feel like it's an unnecessary thing because it interrupts your schooling. Yeah, it it interrupts your marks, how well you do in school. I mean, the number of kids yeah. that had to change schools. I mean, even on Twitter now, people are saying how... At one stage, they had that that they changed schools because of bullying. Yes, but we'll, we'll come back to that. Yeah. Lucky from Johannesburg, welcome to Sidebar, Cindy. Yeah, thank you, Dr. Cindy. Um, I'm just worried about uh, saying that your child must stand up for himself or herself. That mm. I exactly said to my son, and he absolutely stood up and beat the the the, the bully to the pulp. And now you have to deal with the consequence of violence. Yes. Yeah. So um, it is important we need to look at how do we say our kids should stand up. Mm. Because standing up by, by retaliating is something else. Right? Yes. Because it beat that boy and now we have to give you a case of somebody being beat up. And parents are not even aware that the, 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 the kid is a boot at school. Mm. So those are some of the things that we really have to look at and, and say, if we communicate, we must clearly communicate what action should be there. Okay. Because since then, I've, I've told my kids, say, look, no fighting. Violence is, not, violence is not a solution. Mm. Violence is not a solution. The solution is going to be, I don't know why uh, young guys don't want to be in the school and to go and tell. I don't know why that culture is there in school because they don't like telling on each other. They don't. So that's something that needs to be really looked at. So how do we best deal with it? So at the moment, Lucky, um, uh, has the bullying stopped, number one? And number two? No, no, no it, did, it did stop. Absolutely. After that incident, uh, it became very famous. <laughs> Which is not very good as well. And and then have have they made peace with each other? Have were you able to, you know, have a meeting and and then they made peace or what's yeah, the situation? I, I, the, school, the school intervened. Okay. Uh, post post the incident and there was proper management of the incident. Okay. Well, that's that's good to hear. And um, yeah, I hope it doesn't happen again. But I'm just worried by that part that stand up because when they stand up, you never know what kind of scenario is there. Yeah. And but, the borderline between anger and violence is very thin. Yeah, no, that's true. No, thank you for that piece of advice, Lucky. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you. Okay, so we're chatting to Ularato, who's also calling us from Johannesburg. Um, good evening, Ularato, and welcome to Sidebar Cindy. Hi, guys. Thank you very much for having me. I actually wanted to tell my story and how, um, I mean, my upbringing led to me not speaking up to my parents. Mm. Um, I had very strict parents, um, and my father was that type that if I told him something, he would say, um, you are his cousin and you need to deal with this. Mm. Yeah, so that's, yeah. Yeah, so as, as a result, um, I think I was in grade four when um, my mates, um, they, I was in a, you know, a group of girls, friends. However, I was the one who was bullied and um, they beat me up until they poured petrol on me. I mean, my been, and it took one of them to say, um, no, let's not burn her. They were, these kids were in grade four. So do you understand how oh, young we were? 
this <sighs> could have been stopped if I had told my parents when it started that, that this and that is happening at school and they intervened. So, I mean, only, my dad only intervened when I came home smelling like, um, what this paraffin and with my face swollen and everything, <laughs> only then he realized that actually we need to talk. I need to be vocal about what's happening. What's happening? Whether mm. I have school or anything, because the only thing he cared about was my academics and nothing else. And Loretta, so the intervention, um, what, what, what happened after you got home smelling of, 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 of petrol? <laughs> Uh, he was very angry. I remember I got home. Those are memories that I actually suppressed. So mm-hmm. I, I, I think I remember getting home and then I remember him driving with me to all the girls' homes and then fetched them and then I don't remember. I don't remember much because I really suppressed these. I can imagine. <laughs> yeah. I can imagine. Yeah. Wow, thank you so much for sharing that. And um, yo, and as an adult, before I let you go, as an adult... um. What is the, if the effect of, of your childhood bullying had on you? Is, is, has there been any residual effect or are you okay now? You know what? It, it, has, it has had an effect because right now when I see any form of bullying, I go the opposite way. Like at work, if anybody's trying to bully me, I literally just don't talk to that person. I detest bullying. Whether I see it online, whether I see it anywhere, I do not deal with bullying. I block people. I don't, I stop talking to them or anything. So I think because I've always been a soft child, even now I'm a soft adult. So I don't retaliate. I don't stand up for myself. I just yes, the other way. That's exactly what happens. Mm, you tend to shy sh- away from or you from shut out people. Sh- yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that is totally how I deal with things. Uh, even to this day. <laughs> well, but look, it, it would be good to consider maybe going for a session or two of counselling, but that's something to think about, um, um, Lerato, just to, you know, to get over this this, this serious hurdle in your life. Um, I'll, I'll definitely think about it. Yeah. Um, yeah it's I something to think about. To consider, yeah. Okay. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story. Thank you. Bye Thank guys. you. We have um, Sam Lamini calling us from Johannesburg. Um, good evening, Sam, and welcome to the show. Hi, Cindy. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Hello. Yes, yes, I can hear you, Sam. Um, you oh, tweeted. Sorry. Yeah, you tweeted, and you told us that um, it was a dark time of your life. You were affected by bullying because you had these girls telling you that you were ugly. Yeah, it wasn't even girls. It was it was a boy actually. Mm. Shockingly. And this happened. And how old were you when this happened? Um, I was in grade nine of high school. It started the okay. Can I just give you the backstory? Yes, please, ma'am. Um, so I have had like crooked teeth, bad teeth since I was I was in grade six or seven. Yes. So my my especially my two front teeth were very crooked. Mm. So um, I'd always gotten bullied, and you know, but I was always like looked at a papai. I was always a hyper child, so I never really cared about it. Mm. And then in grade nine. Um, there was this there was this boy who who started making these lists of the most beautiful girls in school. Most Kabanga. beautiful. Who is, he? who is he? And uh, I happen to be on the happiest girls list. Oh. Yeah, it was it was it was terrible, and it was still mixed days. It was mixed days, so it came out on mixed the day before. Um, I didn't get it. Mm. And then when I came to school that morning, a lot of people had had you know had seen it, and then that's when I saw it, and I was like, 
And there literally was no way of turning back because I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to go anyway. So how am I going to go back home now? So yeah, I just, I just cried. I wept and I dealt with it. And did you share this with your parents or a caregiver? Did you tell anyone what has happened? No, I never, I never shared it with my mom. Um, only because I did try to get braces and did try to fix my teeth. And then there was just another, like a lot of hurdles and obstacles that, that happened. And I just, I just didn't want to, to, to feel that pain again of the disappointment because I almost got braces yeah. and then it didn't happen. So I just didn't want to relive all of that again. And are your teeth fixed now? No, they actually, it's so funny that, um, um, we having this conversation today because I literally started the process of getting them like this week. Great stuff. So you're going to have them sorted out. Yes, I'm going to have perfect white. Well, I'm very happy for you because I mean, you're cute. Thank I've you. I've seen you, Avi. You're very cute. And then I'm glad that you survived this because, Thank you know, so kids much. can be very cruel. And I, and I always say that you, there's certain things that you can't change about yourself. So the size of your head uh, or the shape of your yeah. nose, why are you getting teased mercilessly about that? What what did you do in choosing that mm. for yourself? I had no control over it at mm. all. Mm. And that's what hurts the most because it's stuff like that. It's something about, um, and, I, and, and I was fortunate enough even though I was bullied, I was fortunate enough to, to be able to, to be bullied about something that I can fix. Mm. Um, I'm sure it must hurt even more for someone who can't fix it. Yeah, I mean, the, yeah, I mean, people are tweeting about how they were teased about being dark in complexion. How have you yeah. contributed to that in any way? But um, I'm happy that you're fixing your teeth and I can't wait to see your braces. Yes, thank you. <laughs> I'll be sure to post them. <laughs> Great stuff. Thank you so much for calling. Thank you so much. So that, yeah, that really hurts, Gatlia. That hurts. I'm, uh, that hurts. Complexion, body size, things you can't change. Head, things that you can't change. Yeah, but I think, you know, the previous caller, I think it was Lucky, was saying the instruction on how to, if your child is being bullied, how they should deal with it. And, and if you just utter a thing that says stand up for yourself because I, I remember actually my dad saying to me, you know, if they hit you, you hit back. You know, like stand up for yourself. And that's exactly what I did. And you underestimate how strong you are. And then you might hurt the person more than you intended to. Mm. And it just escalates. So the instruction on how to stand up for yourself needs to be clearer. And, you know, like the, this caller was saying now, getting teased about things you can't change. Um it needs to be, I think then it's conversations around what kids, you know, like a, a boy putting out a list about what he thinks is beautiful and not. That's where it should have been if this list was found by a teacher to say, what are you doing? Yeah. yeah. We have Upalesa calling us from Soweto. Upalesa, um, good evening and, and welcome to Sidebar Cindy on Kai FM. Hi, Dr. Cindy. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. I'm good, thank you. Dr. Singh, I just wanted to add another element of bullying, which I personally experienced. Yes. And that's um, bullying from family members. Um, so when I was uh, small, or to, I mean, till now, I mean, I'm 35, and my family still called me Makanda because I had a big head, or oh. I still do rather, you know? And in as much as it was a thing that I was teased, or it was like a pet name, it actually gave me a very low self-esteem about myself because till today my family that's the name that has stuck and because of my big head you mm. know so it's not always 
um, external from school and other people, but it can, it can always be in the family uh, sometimes as well. be in the family. And to them, it's just like a small thing. It's a you know, um, it's a pet name that they give you, which they don't actually realize how it affects you in the long run. And have you confronted them about this name? No, I haven't because. Uh, I just feel like that's the name that everybody calls me with now. It's just stuck to me, but I haven't actually expressed how it it, it actually makes me feel. I think you should, Balisa. I think you should. Definitely should, yeah. yeah. I think think you should. You should start saying to them, that is not my name. My name is Mm Balesa. And and the more you do it, the more they'll, I mean, initially there'll be some, some, you know, obviously there'll be some backlash and so on. But just be consistent in it and say, that is not my name. I I don't want to be called that anymore. Can you call me Mm -hmm. by my name? I, I think because give it a it, shot. It got, in, it got into a point where when I introduced myself to her, like, hi, my name is Balisa, and I've got a big head. Because I don't want yeah, you no. to tell me. Sure. No. Because no. I already know everybody calls me and, like, points it out. So don't also add to it. No, yeah, no, so, Balisa, you need to yeah. know. So you need to change that. You need to stop saying that to yourself mm-hmm. and saying that about yourself. And you need to mm-hmm. start getting people to call you by your name. You have a beautiful name, and that's that. Hi, I'm Balisa, and that's it. Okay. Okay. Thank you so well, thanks much. for sharing right, that. Same. Thank you for sharing right, that. Yes. Um, and before we take the next call, we uh, I know Utandi is waiting to chat to us. We have um, our guest um, Shokat um, Mukjenka back on back online, and um, he he works for Pharma Dynamics and he's the manager of the mental health portfolio. And he was telling us earlier on about um, what the the project, the, the campaign they've started to highlight bullying and get people to be aware of bullying. And um, Shokat, before we let you go. I just want to know um, where people can, can, can get more information about what you're doing. And just to recap for the listeners what it is that you've, the campaign that you've started and where we can find more information about this campaign. Sure. Um, our campaign, is, as, as you've been discussing, is directly against so the place emphasis on bullying and the reduction of bullying in school. As we said earlier on, it affects about 41% of the kids. Yeah. Um, Pharma Dynamics have a toll-free helpline uh, that's available from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. seven days a week. Um, it's manned by trained counselors. And if you want, I can give you the number now. Or yes, please. So we can we can yeah. we can put it out on our social media as well. Yeah, it's zero eight hundred. Yes. Two zero five zero two six. Okay, so zero eight hundred and two zero five zero. Yeah, two six. Okay. And then uh, we have our Let's Talk Mental Health website, which is letstalkmh.co.za. And what is pertinent about this website is that the information on there has been written by qualified doctors, psychiatrists. Um, You'll see some videos and webinars by psychiatrists on our website. It's um, it's not just, you know, Googling of information on on these subjects, um, but it's really from the source, if I can call it that. And you'll see there's also stories that others have shared yeah. that you might relate with and, and encourage you to share your stories and to, and, to, and to come out and to come out and fight against bullying. Yeah. And I think it's good for people to know that they're not alone in this and, um, and that there's help out there. Absolutely. And that's so important that people must not feel like they're alone, like they're not being victimized alone. And there are people out there that cares about them and wants to help them. Yeah. No, but thank you so much for that. And um, um, we will make sure that your details are up and so people know where to find all the information. And thank you for this campaign. Well done for that. 
Thank you so much and thank you for, for, for hosting us on your show. Much appreciated. Great stuff. And that is Shokat Mukjenka, um, Mental Health Portfolio Manager at Pharma Dynamics, um, showcasing um, the campaign that they have against um, bullying at schools. So we have time for three more calls. We have Utando um, from the West Rand. We'll chat to Tandi. We'll chat to Tepiso and then we'll call it a night. Um, okay, Tepiso actually. Tepiso, um, welcome to Sidebar Cindy. Hi. Hi. How are you, ladies? Good, thank you. Good, good. I'm good. Um, so, in relation to the whole bullying topic, um, actually, um, you know how we expect like victims to just automatically deal with it themselves or find help or whatnot. But I think, as a community or society, or as a society, sometimes we should take initiative to help other people. Mm-hmm. And this came about this one day when I was just watching a documentary about bullying, about bullying in schools. And then there's this particular um, 12-year-old girl who started a new school somewhere in South of Gauteng, in the Val Triangle. And she was um, academically excellent than her other peers. So this particular other girl was, I don't know if intimidated or jealous or whatnot. So she started bullying the new girl. Mm. And with little things such as taking her lunch, her rulers, her textbooks would go missing and so forth. And her parents didn't do anything about it, which escalated to the other girl one day after school, um, ganging up on the new girl. And she literally banged her face on the glass until it cracked. Imagine. And Mm -hmm. it sort of like distorted her face. And as a 12-year-old, already you are struggling with confidence of looking pretty and whatnot. And all of a sudden, literally your face has got scars all over. Mm. So then I decided to take action and um, I made research and I found out where she lives, Mm. contacted the family and whatnot. And then that is when I decided to start an NGO called Anti-Bullying Action. So then I actively looked for sponsors and whatnot. And then we um, got her psychiatric help, yeah. proper counseling, and then um, also got a sponsor for plastic surgery to fix her face. And I must say, she her, confident, her confidence is restored. Her academics are on point. So yeah, sometimes we should also do something. We should proactively help other people. Because other people don't even know that they're actually being bullied. Yeah, no. Thank you so much for that, Sipi. So thank you for the, for that for what you've done for that for that girl. All right. Thank you so much thank for you. sharing that. We have Tandy calling us from Johannesburg. Tandy, good evening and welcome to ninety five point nine KFM. Good evening, Doctor Tandy. How are you? I'm good, thank you, ma'am. Yes. Um, I grew up witnessing my brother bully my mother, my sister, and unfortunately for lack of a better word, um, my dad was an introvert. So when they divorced with my mom, he left us in the house with our brother and our mother and our sister. Mm. But when my mom and my sister passed, I was left with my brother, who's been so abusive emotionally, psychologically, to an extent that I ended up approaching the law you know, tried to buy him out of the house because now our late sister had a nine-year-old son whom I'm a guardian to now. Yeah. And so I'm raising him with my daughter and 
I'd really like to raise them with the mentality of that they're siblings. You know, there's no difference between them and all of that. And my brother has really disturbed the peace. And um, oh, fortunately, I was able to buy him out legally of the property. Yeah. However, um, I have to evict him still. I have to get an eviction order. I've approached the law for help to say this person is abusive to me. This person tells me I should have been aborted. This person tells me I'm not my father's kid and all of those things. And, you know, and the police will tell me those things don't stand as an offense. I will have to get a protection order that states that he must not say the things that he has already said, you know. So um, I just want to say when you're being bullied, it makes you extra careful, extra sensitive. It does. It's like every single thing, every single time a person talks to you, you're already on guard because you want to protect yourself, you know, because you don't want them to think they can do whatever that whoever that you know in your life is doing, mm-hmm. or they can also do it, you know. So um, I'm still trying to get help so I can get him evicted. Yeah, and create a healthy environment for the kids. Yeah. Um, we need organisations to come out and help us women, especially young women. You know, single young women who are still responsible with their lives yeah. and are trying to create healthy environments for children that are still growing up. Because it was important for me, for my daughter and my nephew to know each other as brother and sister. Yes. Because what was happening with my brother was not constructive at all, especially yeah. for my nephew. Yeah. You know? So, um, I was going to say, if you're being bullied, deal with it right now, do whatever you can. To get help. If you cannot get yourself out of the environment, go get help yeah. and anything to, to just separate yourself from that energy because you grow up with it. And you're going to be, you know, you're just going to be the sensitive person walking around and you're like an egg and you can break any time should anything happen, you know. Yeah. I, I can honestly say it's God's grace that has kept me together this entire time since I lost my parents and my sister. Mm-hmm. Well, Tandy, I hope you get the help that you need and I really hope that um, you, can have, you can get your brother evicted and, and you can get a better life for, the, for you and the children. I will give you an update. But thank you so much for the opportunity. Thank you for sharing. I really hope that she gets the help that she needs. And we have run out of time. Um, We were going to take another call, but we have run out of time. And I think we're going to have a follow-on show. I think on the next show... It needs one. I'm going to bring in an expert. There's a lady called um, Jo Norton, and she wrote a book about bullying. I think I'll bring her on, and then she can share with us tips on how to to help your child that's being bullied um, at school. And Skatiko Sikoto, thank you so much for being on the show with me. Thank you for sharing your story. Thank you, Dr. And, um yeah, as 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 the, the last caller said, if you're listening to this, you you must get help for for bullying. There must be an intervention. And if your child is being a bully, please make sure that you intervene. Mm. You go to school and you sort this out because it has long-lasting effects on 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 on, on one's life. Sidebar with Cindy every Monday to Thursday, seven to eight p.m. on Kaya FM ninety five dot nine. Rewinding, rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. Visit kayafm.co.za for more.